Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and I welcome you to episode number 37, where I speak with yoga teacher, Reiki practitioner, and spiritual healer, Sarita Wilson, on the topic of holistic weight loss. Coming up next. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and it is my deepest desire to journey with you down the path to better health, mind, body, and spirit through the practice of mindfulness and spiritual awakening. Here in this sacred space, we will examine how the practice of higher consciousness and self-awareness can actually lead us to an optimal state of physical and spiritual health. We will talk about the various ways to increase our awareness and support one another along this beautiful journey. Thank you for being here and welcome. Sarita Wilson received her 200-hour yoga teacher training at Ananda Ashram in Monroe, New York, and recently received her certification in Sma Tawi Kemetic Egyptian yoga. Practicing has helped her in her healing journey and loves sharing the practice to help others feel better in their bodies. Sarita is a holistic health practitioner and Reiki master in the process of starting her own holistic healing practice. As a Virgo, she loves nature and health and is also completing an herbalism certification program to broaden her knowledge and connection with plants. She has her BA in psychology and certifications in trauma-informed yoga, yin yoga, and meditation teacher training. She is a lover of dance and art and taught an African Afro-Rhythms dance class for a couple of years. She's a mom of an almost grown son, James, who she loves to pieces and a pet mom to a tuxedo cat named Spikey, who she also loves to pieces. Good morning, Sarita. Welcome to the podcast. Grand rising, good morning. It's great to be here to conversate with you, Sherry. <laughs> yes, I've been looking forward to this. This is a hot topic here. Um, so we're going to be talking about a few things, uh, consciousness and mind-body connection. I'm sure that's going to come into it, but the nuts and bolts of the conversation are going to be about your framework for holistic weight loss, losing the weight and keeping it off. I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, just a very interesting uh conversation for many, many people. I know myself, you know, 58 years old, postmenopause, a little change in my digestion. And so I've got to work a little bit harder at staying within a healthy uh, weight for myself. But I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. So I just want to first start with, you know, how did you find your way because you're a yoga teacher as well right? A Reiki practitioner as well. How did you find your way into the healing consciousness? <laughs> wow. Um, I guess it would, I guess, start back when I was young and the uh, trauma that I experienced as a child, losing a sibling and a parent at a very young age. So dealing with grief and abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize it at the time. So that started my journey I think it often does for a lot of people. Trauma looks like this horrific thing, and it is this horrific thing as it's happening to us, but then somehow God turns it into this blessing of leading us 
on a path or a road that we probably wouldn't have taken if life was Shangri-La all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I definitely agree. Um, it's uh, it's a blessing. It's a lesson in, into it. So um, just growing up and just realizing, you know, just suffering from anxiety and depression, didn't know what was the cause of it, didn't know that the grief, the unresolved grief in my childhood was the cause of it. I've always wanted to find out how I tick and how people tick, you know, behaviors, what was the root cause of people's behaviors. So I got into psychology mm-hmm. and just wanted to know why people, you know, operate the way they do. And it just led me on this path. And I realized that I had a lot of wounds that needed healing. And um, it really came ahead when I was in a relationship for a very long time. And then we broke up and I just lost myself. Yeah. And I went into an ashram and that's where I learned doing yoga and meditation. And that changed my life. 360, you know, just really being connected to spirit, to myself. It was a great, great experience. It's like I woke up. <laughs> that was the yeah. first awakening yeah. process for me. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's true. A lot of times when we're going through these traumas and pains, we 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 go for coping mechanisms don't really serve our highest good a lot of times and we don't really consciously understand why we're doing that you know yes. it sounds like you're in this painful place and the ashram that that's like that's really cool that you went in that direction yeah i felt like you know you know after a breakup you just i felt like i didn't know myself you know i you know in this relationship i you know, was like codependency in that relationship. So when it broke up, it was like, who am I? Like, so I just went into the ashram and just started, you know, doing yoga, meditation. And that's when things started to change for me. And that's when I noticed the weight started to come off the more I meditated and just being more still, listening to the voice of divinity of the divine. And it was just amazing, you know, you know, because before that I used food as a coping, you know, mechanism, you know, I didn't know, just fast food, lots of fast food, uh, didn't really cook. I grew up in a food desert, which is where there wasn't a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables available. There was just a lot of convenience, you know, convenience stores, the corner stores, get the bag of chips, uh, get the soda, you know. So when I moved here to, when I moved up into Orange County, and, you know, started to be more exposed to like, fr- fr- you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. That was another door that opened up to me. But I've always was fascinated with holistic health, you know, the healing power of foods, because I kind of knew foods, you know, what you eat affects you on a physical level, but it also affects you on an emotional level. Yeah, Ayurveda is all about that, that uh, everything has a vibration and yes healthy food that is unprocessed and fresh from the earth or from a tree or, you know, is so much higher vibrating than fast food or processed food that's full of chemicals that are bad for us. I think a lot of times people really don't understand the, how that eating that poor diet really brings your whole vibration down mind, body, and soul, you know? Yes. yes. So Um, after you went and spent time in the ashram and really did dedicated yourself to yoga and meditation and then felt that shift. I'm sure you felt that shift of spiritual awakening, right? Did you have that kind of experience? Yes. I mean, everything started to, you know, change for me. Um, 
my role, I worked at a um, hospital, a psychiatric hospital in security. And that changed for me. I started to, you know, run groups with the patients and did meditation and did, you know, um, certain practices with them, you know, just empower them. Um, so, and and I did yoga with them also. Um, did you see a huge change in the in their mindset and their behavior? Well, it wasn't ongoing because I couldn't really continue it because I wasn't really, I wasn't in the right role. I was in security. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, I did see a change in them once I got transferred into another unit. Yeah. So I did see a change and just bring more, a lot of positivity because there's a lot of people that's hurting and Mm -hmm. wounded in that space. Yes. Um, it was a very difficult time for me working there. Um, yeah, it's it, it it really elevated, and I just my consciousness, you know, was just more open. I just mm. was able, to, you know, to see things better, more energy. I mean, you pick up on energy definitely there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. just continue to do my inner work. Yeah. So what what led you? At what point did you decide? Because I know you've you've begun, you've opened your business. Yes. Um, and you, you teach yoga, happy Buddha in Goshen. And what was the time? What was the moment where you said, I'm going to really focus on weight loss. And then you developed this whole framework, which we're going to talk about. Yes, I developed it because of my own journey yeah. and dealing with the weight loss mm-hmm. and just seeing how people are just, they want the quick fix and they don't want to dive deep, you know, it's all about the physical is never, you know, about going into, okay, why am I doing this? And I think sometimes people are afraid to go deep. So um, I just wanted to offer this, especially in the community of, uh, you know, black and brown people, you know, it's, it's very, the rates of obesity is high. The rates of obesity is high in America in general. So it's just something, you know, we need to deal with. And especially during this pandemic, you know, a lot of people, you know, our health is so important and, you know, having this excess weight is not benefiting us. You know, it's really not. And I've, I've been overweight and, you know, I was beautiful then, but I just want to feel light and free in my body and just feel more centered. When, when we're overweight, you know, it's, it's, we're not talking about so much the appearance. We're yes. talking about the the health of your your heart, of your kidneys, of your circulatory system, of di- you know potential diabetes. We're talking about high blood pressure. We're talking about chronic diseases that may be able to be prevented it, when when we're within a good, healthy weight for ourselves. And yes, people do want you know give me the pill, give me the drink, give me the, you know, um, the diving deep is really across the board for any kind of chronic health issue. It most likely 99.9% of the time has an emotional component. And I know people, it's really hard to hear that because that does require then action to start diving and dealing with our traumas. And as human beings, we all have trauma. We all do. And we're in this together. Nobody escapes without, you know, something traumatic, you know, big or small heart. There's really no gauge here. But so when you develop this weight loss program, I really want you to talk about it. Um, you, you on your website, um, I was reading and 
you've got a list and I think it's such a beautiful list. It's so empathic. It's so to the, what, what you listed, like for instance, um, you know, you, you say when, when I'd had enough dealing with the negative effects of excess weight on my body, along with the low self-esteem, I, I fell into the yo-yo dieting trap for a while. I had no idea of how to love, listen, and nourish my body and mind. And then you list, I think that's, first of all, that's a very, uh, a statement that's so easy to connect to yeah. and so honest, you know, and, and then I was probably feeling like you are right now. And then you list turning to junk and fast food to numb whenever feeling uncomfortable emotions. Let's, let's start with that one. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's a coping mechanism, right? It's, it, it's a big coping me mechanism for me. Um, if I'm sad, you know. Just my thing was like the bags of um, Doritos. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the little bag. I'm talking about a big bag of Doritos. I would just yeah. sit and eat. Supersize um, me, baby. Supersize it. Supersize. Yeah. It was just, just want to numb the pain. Just get that quick fix, you know, because that junk food, you know, it's designed to give you that dopamine rush. So this is, you know, let me feel good. You know, if I'm depressed or I'm confused or if I'm lonely, Big time loneliness. Yes. Um, in front of the TV with your bag of chips, man. In front of your TV. Yeah. And it feels good for the moment, right? Yep. But then you can't sleep and then, you know, you don't feel good. Then uh, your face breaks out. You just yep. start to feel heavy instantly. I notice you just start to feel really heavy. And I've always said, I just want to feel more lighter in my body. You know, the heaviness, that emotional baggage comes out in that physical baggage, that physical weight. So the the the, the next uh, point you make is doing strenuous exercise that you did not like. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. Yes, in the nineties, in the eighties, the aerobics. Remember, oh, like an hour <laughs> doing aerobics. Yes, <laughs> Terry, the push-ups, like constantly. Oh. Yes, I remember that. Yes, it was. And then yeah. you 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 don't want to do it, so it becomes like this like like a nemesis it becomes like like an enemy instead of right looking and thinking oh this is really good for me but maybe it's not your groove to do like go to the gym and work out like crazy yes. you get like a, like an attitude about it right yes yes it's like oh I don't have I you know I gotta do it to look a certain way but I don't really want to so it's like a little it's a battle in, inside yeah. of you, you know it's like yeah totally it's resistance so it's not gonna last <laughs> putting down your body that's your next point putting down your body oh yeah you know when the clothes come off and you know you see those stretch marks you see some cellulite you see a roll you know yeah yeah definitely. yourself up psychologically yeah so it's constantly you're not you're not good enough you're not this yeah big time feeling unworthy in investing in your overall well-being. I think that goes hand in hand with when you look in the mirror and you start to really put yourself down and you're like, you know what? I don't I don't care. I just don't care. Yeah, it's just like I don't care, you know, let me not do it or yeah. It's something that you want to do and you don't want to do it because of money or some type of excuse we like, you know. Yeah. We deserve it. And then let's say uh, trying, trying fad diets and quick fixes that only work short term. This is like, you know, mother of all statements here. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. The cabbage soup diet, the mm. slim fast diet. Yes, I, I remember those. <laughs> all those 
you know, just quick fix. And then, and then you start them. And then, you know, six months later, you're right back to the bag of chips in front of the TV or the, you know, gallon of ice cream, because something went wrong in your life. Some relationship went awry or whatever it is, you know, and you go right back, you forget about the fad diet, you go right back again to that behavior, but we're going to come back. You never, you never dealt with that emotion. Exactly. And so that's why it keeps happening because you never dealt with it. So <laughs> exactly. So the fads aren't going to work. They're going to work superficially on the surface. And for maybe a week or so, two weeks, but not long-term. <laughs> not long-term. Unsure and confused about the foods that are supportive for your body. That's a great point. Some people yeah. just don't know what to eat. Yes, yes, because we bombarded with so much information and this this trend, this week is this, this week is that, you know, no carbs, no this. So it's just, yeah. High protein, no carbs, no coffee, yes, coffee. It's like, it's maddening really for it's people. It's maddening, yeah. yeah. Um, feeling lonely and unsupported. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that just pushes you right into the, store for ice cream and prioritizing others needs and wants over your own well-being oh boy as women especially as women we yeah. all need to put everybody before us before we start to pour into ourselves so oh. yeah, our self-care comes second you know but we have to realize we have to pour into ourselves i was just having a conversation with one of my students yesterday about that like she started to come to class and she's like wow i don't you know it's it's great to put myself first because i put everybody else first so she took that time for her. So yeah, this is something that's so important. Yeah, yeah. Women and uh, a lot of us that are in the healing um, practices and things, we have a lot of empathy for other people. And we we're so worried about other people's suffering before our own that we definitely end each day with our cup almost empty. And we need to refill it. It's really important to do that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Priority. Okay. So giving up after a fail, failed diet, if you don't see it right away, we are a very quick fix uh, society. Like, you know, I, I better lose 10 pounds in two days or else I'm quitting this thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Ignoring the subtle messages of your body and don't uh, feel safe and comfortable in your body. Those are the last two. Ignoring subtle messages of your body. Yes. We all have these whispers, you know, Mm. to do this to do that don't eat this don't you know drink that but we don't listen sometimes and we just want to you know even though it made us feel like like crap the day before when we ate it yes and so ayurveda says the very first reason for ill health is failure of the intellect mm, yes because we know we should not be eating the bag of doritos we know we know that at like 10 o'clock at night before but because we are so desperate to fill that void and quiet that suffering inside it just it you know it goes around the intellect and to that primal need for comfort and safety and we're, we're I'm gonna you know we're gonna talk about that I'm gonna let you just go at it about this whole this whole weight loss framework and and the last one is don't feel safe and comfortable in your body so I said safe because I feel so many people don't feel safe anymore. Sure. What that's about, but, um, society, I guess maybe it's scary out there or so let's, let's start from the top, how you came up with this idea and then how you 
made it a framework of, of relatable uh, structure that people could actually do. So, yeah, I just wanted to have like a holistic framework. You know, holistic is about the interconnectedness of the mind, body and spirit. And that this is who we are because the world, you know, tells us that we're just a physical person and we don't really pay attention to our emotions, to our mental health, to our spiritual health. So in this framework, the first pillar is all about your mind and your mindset and your emotions. So it's all about bringing awareness to your mindset, to your emotions, because in that awareness, you can make change. If you're not aware of it, you cannot make change. So that's the foundation of this framework, getting to the mind, to the emotions, your thinking patterns, and seeing, you know, our coping skills, negative and changing those negative coping skills into more, more positive ones. So we don't really jump into the food aspect. That's not the foundation of it. <laughs> but the next one, the body, we get into mindful eating, learning about different foods that are supportive to the body. So you start with knowing thyself first. Know thyself, yes. Really going in and really connecting on an intimate level, raising consciousness. Now, how? what are the steps that you do that in step one? How do you, if I came in and sat with you and I, you know, and I had a considerable amount of weight loss to lose and I said, listen, and I said, I, I don't know anything. I've tried everything. And you say, let's start with the mind and knowing thyself. What are the steps that a person takes to know thyself is spending time with yourself, um, journaling, <laughs> journaling, a lot of, you know, self-reflection, um, yeah. different, you know, prompts and questions about your feelings and just knowing about your feelings and what are the functions of your feelings and what are supposed to represent. So when you're triggered with loneliness, what do you do to quiet that? Right. And if the person says, I eat ice cream, then you mm -hmm. kind of focus in on that is, and say, well, there could be something better to do. Than <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like, how do you know that you're lonely? Mm. Sometimes, you know, you, you have these feelings. How do you know that you're lonely? How, how do you know that you're sad? You know, because everyone like interpret it, you know, have it a different, you know, some people that are sad, they act in a certain way, you know, yeah. sometimes you're sad and you're, you're angry, you know, so it's about honing in on your feelings and what they really represent. That's true because people will be anxiously depressed or like lethargically depressed. Yes. Right. So yeah, I see what you mean. And then do you bring in spiritual practices with people? Like, do you suggest yoga? Do you actually do yoga with them? Yes. We would eventually, you know, do yoga. Mm-hmm you know, during the, the body phase, but in the beginning phase, it's just bringing awareness. Okay. In the beginning phase. Cool. So it's, you're looking for kind of a, like a little bit of shift in consciousness. Yes. Yes. Of, of paying more attention to, I feel this and I do that. And so, yeah, getting familiar. Yeah, you, yeah First you got to, you know, find out exactly what's coming up for you. And because in that beginning stage, there's going to be things like, oh, I didn't know I feel this way. I didn't know I was, I, I had this feeling or a lot of unforgiveness. And also, it's also about learning how to forgive mm -hmm. and learning how to release that. Yes. Deep into those shadow. So something kind of like shadow work. 
in the beginning mm-hmm. stages. Yeah, because, and you know, I think a lot of times trauma, unresolved trauma that lives inside in, in our chakras and just is hanging out there. And if you're not aware when something traumatic happens to you, most of us stuff it somewhere so we can just keep on going and we never get back to it. And so that's why energy work like Reiki um, practices like yoga or Tai Chi or anything where and meditation big time. I'll talk about meditation. It's like, you've got to revisit that. You can't just leave it in there festering. It, It really does affect how we live and how we make choices. Yeah. It's about a releasing. It's about a cleansing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So step two. So you you've journaled and you're really getting to know and understand yourself. Then you start to do the body work or the physical aspect. Is yes. That- yes. What's so it's all about um, releasing food that's not supportive to you. And mm-hmm. then, you know, incorporating more high vibrational foods um, whole foods, cooking from scratch is so important. Being mindful of cravings, how important sleep is. <laughs> mm. It's very important. And starting to do some different poses, getting what, more connected to the body. What do you do when people say, because I get this a lot as an Ayurvedic health counselor, I get, yeah, I don't have time to cook from scratch. Like I work nine to five. I don't have time to eat healthy. I just grab, you know, lean cuisine and go, well, sorry, lean cuisine. I just grab, you know, a quick whatever, or go out and run to the, you know, fast food. How do you guide people with, I don't have time to cook? Well, there's always time to cook. It's just that we have to um, make time for it because this is a holistic, this is a lifestyle change. (laughs) And really want to make change it has to be in a holistic way it has to um you have to devote time to it because whatever you devote time to it that's a priority to you so if you don't devote time into preparing your food you're saying you know you're basically saying that you're not you know this is not important to you is this really what you really want do you really want to make that change that physical change And so now people can also say this, oh, I cook from scratch. I make fettuccine Alfredo with heavy cream every night and a big thick steak on the grill every night, eat red meat every night. I make, you know, homemade apple pie with extra sugar and ice cream on top, make it all from scratch. How do you make them understand that red meat every night is probably not going to be the best choice. Like what is the, do you follow a certain, do you follow Ayurveda? Do you follow um, vegetarianism or, or no? I am more, I say 80% vegetarian Yeah, and I do eat fish on occasion yep. Um, because, you know, everybody is different. You know, some people can, you know, be vegan, Yep. strict vegetarian and there's some people they need some animal products probably not to extent the way that we eat it yep. and it's not just the animal products too it's also the quality of the animal yep. so we have to be mindful of that it's the time of day which we eat it's it's a lot of factors that you know incorporate into that for me, it's always about the quality of the food. You know, if you have good quality food that's full with nutrients to support this, you know, the body, it's it's definitely gonna, you know, just help in your in your overall healing and and releasing the weight. Because food, like you know, is is information, you know, and processed food doesn't have the information for your body, you know. 
it's harder for your body to process processed foods because it's like, what is this? This is not in its natural form and it causes, you know, inflammation. That's a, that's an actual really good point that there are a lot of substances in our food now that is allowed, which I'm not really sure why, because in Europe it's not allowed. I think corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup is one of them really, really bad for the body. The body doesn't understand it or know how to do, you know, break it down. That's a great point. And back to your point about not everyone can be vegetarian. I mean, in Ayurveda, there are many dosha combinations um, where people absolutely have, it's okay. No one's saying don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat that. But like you said, it's the quality of the food that you're ingesting and the, the ability of the body to recognize metabolize and then produce healthy tissue. It sounds very Ayurvedic, actually, what what you're describing, because what we do take in eventually becomes the tissues and the systems of our bodies. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, it may, it makes sense, you know, just, you know. Yeah. I don't we think- are nature, right? We are nature and we, are. we eat nature, you know, we eat the herbs, we eat the, you know, the, the food that's in its natural state is just more beneficial to us. Totally. And what you said too, let's go back to what you said about the time that we eat. So yeah, I think that's important. So how do you advise, you know, eating, eating in the middle of the night, you know, some people, you know, (laughs) you know, we're supposed to be sleeping. We're supposed to be resting at that time. So yeah, it's, it's, I know fasting is very um, important for the body, for the body to take a break constantly snacking and eating throughout the day that spikes the insulin on a constant basis. So we want to just be able to not eat as much because we've been conditioned to constantly, we feel the hunger pains. We just got to put something in our mouth. Yeah. We have to just see where's this hunger really coming from? Because sometimes we're not hungry for food. We're hungry for something else. Ah, right. Yeah. It, It could be, you know, a hug, <laughs> some <Yeah>. attention, <laughs> some Absolutely. sleep. Sleep yeah. is a big thing. Sometimes I notice when I don't sleep, I'm I'm craving for carbohydrates. I'm craving for that quick energy. Mm. You know, so we have to. What am I really hungry for? Right. That's a that's a really good point. I just went to my thinking cap here of when I don't sleep well. What what is what is it that I'm looking for? I think I look for the hug and the comfort when I don't sleep good. But I think that's a, a really good point too, is is that when you feel a hunger pang of some sort, you know, it might not be food. I think that's a, a, a really good point. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, to starve yourself, you know, I'm not saying that, but it's just taking a second, like, what am I really hungry for? Yeah. You Cause know? maybe you just had breakfast like an hour ago. Yeah. And you still, exactly. If you just yeah. ate and you're still hungry, well, what's going, what's really going on? Yeah, that's a good point. What's and so now we're so we're talking about the physical aspect of the food um, itself and how different foods have different vibrations. And so you always want to eat. Do you support the soul diet, seasonal, organic, unprocessed, local? Oh, yes, that's yeah, that's that's very important. Seasonal, local. If you could grow it yourself, even better, you know, because we get information from the land, you know eating the, you know, food from the land, we, we get information from that. Well, you know? I think that's, that's, um, that's a really cool point too. It's like, everything has a vibration. 
your backyard, that grass that's lit, that's been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and had all kinds of experiences on it. Yes. You don't even know about. Yes. And then you grow and it, it trans, translates into the, the production of that garden. Yes. You take that in. That's pretty cool. Good. And it's a joy to know that you were the only one to pick from that tree, you know, from you're the only one. You have the essence. When we're, we're getting our food from sources, we don't know who picked it, what's been put on it, what energy is in it. We just don't know, you know, so we have to just be, you know, be mindful of the energy also. So now after the physical body, does it, does it go down the next pillar to like mindfulness? Is that part of um, your structure? Spirit. Spirit. Okay. Next, the next is spirit. So it's about your spiritual practices. It's about your relationship with nature, your relationships in general, your quality of the relationships that you have outside of you. Because what what if I have a really volatile marriage that I live in every day and every day it's like just this black toxic negativity? What's that going to do to my body? And what's that going to be due to my soul? It's going to seep into every aspect of your life. So mm. we just have to just understand what is this teaching me being in this type of um, relationship, right? Do I need to need to heal? I need to get some help with this relationship. Do I need to break it off? Because you can't lose the weight or get better if you're in an unhealthy environment. Our environment, you know, is very inf influential in, in, in us, you know, so we have to, you know, be very mindful, aware of our relationships and how, because they can affect us. When we're living in a toxic environment, whether it be at home or maybe work, or maybe you're doing a job that you absolutely hate, like whatever doesn't align with your dharma or whatever, you you can try and do this beautiful diet plan, right? But you, you're going to constantly be pulled back into that negative space and then back to the Doritos you go, you know, it's like, oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Whatever you bring your attention to, right, that it will take your attention. So if you're in a relationship that's negative, that's taking your attention. It's it's seeping, you know, taking away from the positive things that you want to incorporate in your life. Which which is the, the power. I mean, I know yoga is like really in, you know, for everybody as far as like, you know, it's cool and, you know, you wear cute outfits. and But yoga is like amazingly powerful in unearthing the things that we hold way deep inside. Yes. <laughs> I hope everybody understands like when you really dedicate your life to yoga practice, it is the most powerful movement of the body to unearth the emotions. It's yes. the body connection, man. It's, it's everything yoga. Yeah. We hold that, that those stuck emotions in our body and it's about releasing, letting go, making that space. Yeah, definitely. And so then that that's, what is that? The third pillar? Okay. That's the third pillar. This, yeah. Okay. And then and the, the relationship also with nature. That's one thing that I am, nature really helped me. You know, nature is very healing. They call it ecotherapy, right? You just feel better, you know, in that, that green, the green represents the heart chakra, right? Nature is healing. We are nature. So we've been so disconnected from nature. And I think this is why we're, we're one of the reasons why we're so imbalanced because we forgot who we are. And once we fit into nature, things start to feel better. Just putting your feet outside, barefoot, grounded. We get those 
negative ions to help, you know, release a lot of stress and just slowing down and just picking up the energy of the trees, the birds, you know, because they talk to us all the time and we're just in our own little world, but everything talks to us, everything. All the time. All the time. I, I, you know, I've noticed, I I try to take notice of things um, in my life because, you know, like we were talking before we started recording, you know, there are days when you just, you're feeling certain ways, like maybe low or, you know, lonely or disconnected or down or sad or, or happy, you know, I mean, it's always changing, but I've tried to take notice of when I walk outside, how there's a shift in my energy field. I'm instantly lighter and happier. Yes. I've also been keeping track of the moon for years. I have a moon journal. I've been keeping track of it for years. And Mm -hmm. the moon is just so connected, especially to us females. Yes. On so many levels. And, and so I can, I can absolutely tell you when waning gibbous is happening, because I'm just not my, you know, not at the top of my game, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But like you said, you know, and, and my granddaughter is 10 months old, and I take her out and put a blanket down on the grass, and we lay there and look at the sky. And you know, it's, it's important to, to teach them the, that nature connection right from the get-go. And my daughter, we all lay out there and look at the cloud formation. You know, there's a great book. I think it's the the wheel, the wheel of the year, I think it's called. It's mm-hmm. about pagan, the pagan holidays or pagan belief systems of not that anybody's looking to, you know, you know, bash like any kind of religion or anything, but this is mindfulness of the cycle of the year and the beauty of each month and time of the year mm-hmm. and yeah. how it you know, changes the vibration changes throughout the months. And, you know, the snow brings one thing and the falling leaves bring another energy and the spring, you know, it's just being mindful of the beautiful, amazing universe we we are part of. Yeah, the beautiful seasons, like everything in life has a season, everything has a season, just being aware of it, you know, as this culture, you know, it's all about, you know, being young, but we are not going to be young all the time. We have our stages and it's okay. Each stage is wonderful. You know, each stage has its lesson as its, you know, growth. It's just, there's, we don't, when you're stuck in one spot, that's usually death, right? When you're just stuck in one area of your life, it's just, that's true. so yeah, yeah, it's just being in tune and tomorrow is a new moon. Yeah. So we're in that new moon energy. So, you know, I'm grateful to be here and doing this with you. This is <laughs> my first time doing this. So new yeah. beginnings. <laughs> beginnings, manifestation of, of all these beautiful ideas. And I just, as we were, as you were just talking about different stages, I think a lot of times women that are over 50, let's say post-menopause in this culture feel like, you know, there's all the ads, you know, anti-wrinkle, anti-growing older. And yet... If you go to Japan or China or, you know, many of the other, you know, cultures, you're revered, Indian, Indian culture, you're revered for your wisdom that you've gathered, the beauty of your wisdom, the beauty of the lines on your face saying, I, I live that experience and I can share with you some love and some wisdom on that topic or, you know, honor where you are in the season of your life. Yeah, there's certain um, cultures in Africa that, you know, yeah, the elders, such, you know, reverence and respect for the elders and 
they were considered the libraries. They, before there was libraries because they had so much knowledge about everything because of their, you know, they've been here, you know, longer. The so. life experience. The life experience. So yeah, yeah it's just, it doesn't make sense here in the Western how, you know, it's just seen things are kind of backwards, but, yeah. you know, it's, Growing it's old not a way. Taboo, you know, and it's like, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is the truth. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's just accumulated wisdom to, to share in a loving, safe environment with other generations um, that are coming after us. And so now you've got this, me, the client that I've come to you, and I, I, we've gone through the pillars. Was that the last pillar? Yes. So now, you, now you've got this person who's going through a complete lifestyle change. It's got to be a shift in consciousness of some sort, because in order to prioritize yourself, like you said, make time on Sunday, maybe to cook Well, you know, on Sunday to prepare and maybe freeze things ahead of time. Yes. yes. And making time for yoga class, making time for meditation, making time for spiritual daily rituals that support this lifestyle change. I think what, what you're doing and I think what, what your framework is, is so important and so full of wisdom, honestly. Um, I can't imagine anybody who's interested in weight loss going about it any other way from the ground up, from the inside out. And I know you and I just, you're a beautiful spiritual human being. And so um, can you share where people can get a hold of you who are interested in starting this weight loss journey with you? I mean, I think that would be great. You know, your website, your offerings, where can we find Sarita? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, I my website is lightandtruthhh.com. Instagram is lightandtruth.hh. You could find me there. I offer, you know, um, holistic um, health, health and wellness coaching, Reiki, yoga. I'm having, I'll be offering, you know, free yoga classes online. I'm having one today, yin oh. yoga. <laughs> I'm totally going to go on it. Yeah. Yin yoga. Um, oh, yin. I also, I want to start uh, a walking group on Sunday mornings. Oh, nice. Yes. Sunday mornings in the fall. Women walking in the woods is called. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, you know, man. because we're far from each other. So I'm totally going to find this out. I want to walk. Yeah, yeah. We have to get together, you know, online is, you know, I like being online, but I like also being in nature. So do you do the that. diet coaching, um, weight loss framework coaching via zoom? Yes. It's zoom. Okay. Awesome. So people can find you on your website, find you on Instagram. And I can't thank you enough for this beautiful conversation. I, I really, as an Ayurveda person, this completely makes sense. And I hope people reach out. Um, Cause you know, it's not just about what you, how you um, appear the outside. It really is about maintaining health of mind, body, and soul and avoiding those chronic illnesses of diabetes, high blood pressure. These are really serious issues. Yeah. It's about having a better relationship with yourself overall. And that's what I want just have a better relationship with your body, with your mind, your spirit. And for me to be that guide for you to go within, I'm doing my calling. Nobody better, man. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, you, Sarita, so much for your time. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, honey, we'll talk soon.
All right. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you would like to experience healing or give the gift of healing to another, please go to my website, www.hamsaholistichealingandayurveda.com or email me at sherry at hamsaholistichealing.com or you can contact me on Facebook, Sherry Berjanski. I offer Ayurveda consultations, Reiki energy healings, reflexology and Ayurveda foot massage, tarot card readings, angel card readings, and much more. If you found this podcast helpful, please share an episode so that we can spread this wonderful wisdom of healing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Namaste.